Hey there, friends. On today's episode, I got to chat with my friend, Gina Fox, who is a Christ follower first and foremost, but is also a wife, a writer, and a fellow podcaster, all while caring for people on the front lines as a nurse. Gina has a powerful testimony of overcoming trauma, abuse, and insecurity through Christ, who led her to a place of freedom. I just know that you're going to love her as her story is so relatable to most, as we all have had to navigate uncertain and challenging times that have tested us and our faith in God to provide, heal, and restore us. So let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome to the Uniquely You podcast. I'm Destiny Pickens, a Christ lover, a wife, a coach, and a passionate entrepreneur. I made this podcast for the woman who has big dreams and even a bigger heart, who loves those around her yet struggles to love and accept herself, and feels like there's a mental block getting in the way of her going after her goals and pursuing her God-sized calling. If that sounds like you, you are in the right place. The episodes in this podcast are here to give you biblical encouragement and the needed push to face your fears, gain more confidence, and reignite the fire in your heart. You are resilient and don't need anyone's approval to be the woman God called you to be. I'm honored you are here and look forward to this journey together. Well, hello, and welcome back to another episode on the Uniquely You podcast. I'm your host, Destiny, and I'm so grateful that you are here today. I'm really excited because I have a special guest with me today who just has an incredible testimony and such a powerful story, and I'm just so grateful that she is here and willing to share it with us. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Gina. Hi, Destiny. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to be here. So thank you so much. Gina, can you share a little bit with my listeners about who you are and what you do? Sure, sure. Well, first of all, um, daughter of the king. <laughs> and that. Um, I am a wife, been married for going on 12 years together, about 23. Oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. We have three fur babies, uh, Rascal, Bandit, and Hazel, and five busy, crazy nephews. Um, I am a nurse by day. That's my trade. <laughs> and uh, my heart is in ministry and podcasting as well. I have a ministry called Anchored by the Sword. Um, it was formed out of a healing journey, which I'll sh I'm sure we'll address during the interview. And also um, the podcast started last year where people come on and they share their freedom stories. And I love getting to do that. I'm a writer, speaker as well. And just... Really excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You have so many incredible <laughs> talents and gifts. And oh, my gosh, I don't know where you squeeze sleep into that schedule. <laughs> it, it's uh, I'm a night owl. So I I don't like getting up in the morning, but I normally function on about four or five hours of sleep. Not always well. And I catch up on Sundays normally. <laughs> that's good. That's good that you have, you know, a catch up day in there. I think that's good. <laughs> Well, I know you do have an incredible testimony of going from trauma to triumph. Mm -hmm. um, can you share what led you to your place of freedom? Sure, absolutely. When um, back in 
the end of 2019, I went to a, a local conference and uh, one of my friends was the keynote speaker and she has a ministry here in town. And I had heard about her stuff before and I was kind of like, eh, I'm not ready for that. And it was called at the time House of Hope. Now it's called the Hope and Healing Center. It's through the local Pregnancy Choices Center. And I was like, okay, maybe this is the time. So beginning of 2020, before the world shut down, I started my healing journey um, from 25 years of dealing with different types of trauma that had happened. Um, like, for instance, um, just relationship issues, family issues, uh, things of that nature. So I started that journey, then the world shut down. And so it was, you know, God did not cause the shutdown to happen. But in the midst of that shutdown, it shut me down in a way. Mm. Because I couldn't go anywhere. And anybody who knows me personally knows I am everywhere. <laughs> I'm one of those that just loves to be everywhere and not always a homebody. Um, so I was kind of forced to be in, even though I did go to the center to actually work on my journey, um, to work on my healing and everything. And then there was a session of soul tie breaking. Hmm. And so it was breaking every single soul tie that I had had through my different experiences, through just all of the things. It took like a half hour and it was just one of the best things I could have done. And that's when the ministry got formed. Um, so it was the anchor verse was the verse the whole time that I was going through the journey. And then God was like, I felt like God said anchored by the sword or revealed it to me. And I kind of was like, oh, okay, I don't know what that is. But <laughs> I talked to a couple people and then I started the Facebook page and 20 people came on in five minutes. I was like, oh, okay, so we got something going here. So um, it kind of took a little while, but eventually, you know, the podcast started and that's where I've kind of been sitting for a while. Um, but leading up to twenty, the end of 2019, um, when I was like, I, some people have daddy issues. I had mommy issues. Um, <laughs> um, my mom was great when I was a kid, but as I got older, we had a very, um, brittle relationship, shall I say at times, very just volatile. Like, um, she just, she had bipolar and, um, the doctors pumped her through full of meds. Um, instead of working on trying to figure out the trauma that she had had, because she had had a lot. Um, so we had a, one of those on and off relationships and she passed away back in 2013. Um, she was 53 when she passed away. Um, but I also, um, I was a sick kid. I had asthma. Um, I still have it, but I, from the time I was born to I was 13, the local children's hospital was my number one place I was always at. Hmm. And then, which kind of led to I, feelings like isolation, feelings of trying to find people to love you. Even though my parents were great, it was just always that, you know, needing validation from someone else. And so I entered into a relationship which ended up being abusive. And 
it was um, mentally, verbally, emotionally, and at times physically abusive. And um, I broke that off and he started stalking me. He stalked me on and off for about a year. And then, then I started dating another guy who was actually the former boyfriend of my best friend (laughs) who saw everything that happened. So he knew all he'd have to do is drop three little words. And then I would be like putty in his hand, which is exactly what happened. Mm. Um, Then one night we were at a graduation party and I, we were drinking and like partying and everything. And then I went up into, um, and up into a barn, like the barn where everybody was at, went upstairs and passed out and, um, woke up to, um, finding out that not only him, but another guy had taken advantage of me. Oh my God. Um, So God in his grace and favor has not given me the full movie picture and I don't need it. Oh, like, thank God for that. Yeah. I know like you pass out and the next minute you wake up and two guys are pulling up pants and there's used condoms. I don't need to see the whole picture. Like I yeah. get it. Like I get what happened and I was assaulted. So I get it. So those, those things kind of led to just different feelings of things for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But the, there was things that I hadn't worked on healing that, once 2019 hit, I was finally able to deal with all those things and not just the things that had happened to me, but the things that I had done to other people out of the hurt and the trauma that had happened to me. Wow. Wow. That is such a, just an incredible testimony to, you know, how God's led you through, through these seasons. And just thank you so much for being so open and and vulnerable, because I know there's people that are listening right now who have, you know, gone through this, maybe a similar story and are Mm -hmm. struggling with, um, you know, healing from, from abuse or being sexually assaulted. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. the statistics on that are astronomical. And I know Mm -hmm. so many women, you know, carry that. And it's like, it's like they carry these scars and they, some people don't even know how to approach healing. So I think that that's amazing that, you know, you, you sought after God through that. Mm -hmm. um, And, you know, he's brought you to this place where you're at now. Um, I became a Christian at 16. So I, I became a Christian in 1996. And it took till 2020 for me to fully become, to become healed from a lot of those things. Um, Because people might have the misconception that once you become a Christian, that everything's okay. And that everything just goes away and everything. No. Oh, I wish that was true. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It's like, it doesn't automatically go away because you still have work to do. There's still things that you have to go through. Like, coming to Jesus is amazing and it's the best decision you'll ever make. But at the same time, there's still stuff that you have to deal with. There's still the life BC before Christ. <laughs> you got to have to deal with that, that stuff. Yeah. So No, that, that is so true. And I mean, just, just having to unpack it all. Like, I mean, and it's, I can't even tell you how many times I think people actually truly think that, you know, once you come to God, that everything is going to be a okay. And it's just a ticket to Smoothville, but (laughs) it's just the opposite of that really. And I even, and I truly believe in my heart that the enemy comes against us even harder. It's just like, okay, so now as if, you know, the road wasn't already rocky now it's like, okay, hold on. (laughs) Right. And Jesus doesn't promise us an easy life. He said in this world, you will have problems. You will have struggles. 
but to take comfort in him because he's already defeated the enemy. So yes, amen to that. And I know that's what I stand on. And I know that's what many of us listening, you know, stand on. And Mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for those words because it's true. You know, we were, we were not promised that this is going to be easy and it's not life is messy. Life gets Mm -hmm. really messy and we, we need him and we need those promises to, to stand on and hold to. Mm -hmm. So, um, what do you what do you feel that God has taught you about trusting him through these difficult seasons? Um, well, like I said, basically that I can't do this by myself, that, you know, he has provided so much, even in times when I don't know how he does it, but he mm-hmm. does it. Um, he's just, you know, he's shown up and shown like shown off. Um there's, you know, even going through that journey, even going through that journey, there was times I wanted to quit and they warned us about that. They were like, this is 13 weeks of hell. Like (laughs) you are unpacking all of this stuff. And so it's going to be hell, but you're going to, you know, it'll be the best type of work that you do. And just knowing and trusting that he had me, even when I was getting beat by the enemy or getting beat up, you know, otherwise just feeling down. It's like, no, I got you, baby girl. You can do this. Yeah. Um, And then after that, just showing, like, knowing that everything that I do is in his hands and that even though I'm not perfect by any means, shape or form, (laughs) and none of us are, but that I can still trust him in my daily life. I can still trust him, trust his love, trust his mercy, trust his grace, trust his forgiveness, um, and trust him just even in the daily decisions that I make, like, yeah. Even my no. job. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which Lord have mercy. He is teaching me patience and trust on that one. Cause I, <laughs> that's when I'm like, God, I don't know what you're doing here, but I am trusting that you have a rhyme and a reason for me to still be in this job. Like I, I don't know right. <laughs> other right. than the financial. So God, it's like, he does. He he always does have a reason. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, thank you for for sharing that. And I think it's important to touch on that because you know, um, if there's listeners that are on here that have a hard time um, with trust or maybe have trust issues, that it's important for them to remember that. Yeah, we all go through dark seasons, but you know, we we can rely on him. Like he mm-hmm. will support us. He will uphold us in those times where we feel weak. Mm-hmm. you know, um, because it, through him, we are made strong. So that's right. Yes. So insecurity is kind of a hot topic on this <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, so can you maybe share with us a time where you overcame a season of feeling insecure? <laughs> oh, man, I think it's like, Oh, what, what time we walk? So <laughs> <many of them. laughs> no, which one? <laughs> I got 43 years to unpack on that one. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Um, even just starting this whole ministry, starting this podcast, um, it's, there's constantly that, uh, I'm trying to think how I want to say it. There's constantly that 
desire to like compare yourself to other people. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a huge thing when we're doing this podcasting in the, you know, online ministry world and even just sometimes daily life, you know, you want to compare yourself to other people, which you shouldn't, but we do. And we have to have grace for ourselves when we mess up, but also don't stay there. Um, Oh, such a powerful point. That's a message and a word all in (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, and it's really affected me because in the past I would have stayed, I would have stayed forever. Like, you know, cause I've had so many insecure times in my life and through words, um, spoken to me or messages received, or, I mean, come on, you know, I don't, growing up and looking at magazines, making you insecure about everything. So right. yeah, oh, all of those, there's so many different levels of insecurity, but as we get older and as you're going through your stuff, it's like, yeah, just focus on the fact that you don't have to be insecure of the things of this world that you can have your security in God. And that even when things may look weird or may look different, or you might go, Hey, you know what? This person started their podcast at the same time as I did. And they have like a bajillion downloads. And here I am with like 10, but you know what? God's got a plan for that. Oh, and- God, reaching to the choir. I feel <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah. It's like, he has got, he's got you in the place and the space that he's got you for a reason on purpose. And when, when that comes up and I, that comes up, quite a bit, (laughs) but you know what? He's, we can have our security in him. We can have our security in the calling that he has on our lives. And we can have the security knowing that each person is different. Each person has their own place where their feet are. And each person has their own people that they're to reach out to. Because if you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing, then the people you're supposed to reach are not going to get reached. Mm. Oh, so true. That is so true. Um, and actually, that's a perfect lead-in to what I wanted to t- talk about next. So, um, you know, God can pull us from a place of feeling like we're not good enough. Um, rather, you're a, an entrepreneur or, you know, just in general and, mm-hmm. you know, just being a woman, like you said, just flipping through a magazine or scrolling through social media. You know, God can take us from a place of feeling like we're not good enough. Um, to moving us to a place of powerful purpose. Mm -hmm. And I know you had mentioned that you are a writer and a blogger. So I want to ask what um, led you to pursue writing? (laughs) When I was a kid, um, it was fun because the first thing I ever wrote was one of those books that you put pictures into. You tape the pictures or you glue the pictures down. It's on construction paper. So you fold the construction paper and then put like little strings on it and you kind of write a little story. I don't know what my parents ever did with that, but that was the first thing I ever wrote. And so at the end of 2017, beginning of 2018, I was doing the 100 Days to Brave uh, study with Annie F. Downs' book. And one of the things I felt like is that I needed to start writing. Um, And I didn't know exactly what that entailed, but I kind of started like writing devotionals online, like every day writing something on Facebook about what I was reading or um, things of that nature, whatever it was. And then I actually started writing some articles and I've probably written about five or six articles out there. 
um, the first one about my relationship with my mom. And so that one, um, got it accepted at, um, grit and grace, um, grit and grace. It's an online, um, writer's community or writing like magazine. Okay. And then I did some other stuff for Redbird press. Um, and then I've done some devotionals for different places, um, stuff like that. It was just, I've always, <laughs> I've always felt like I have a way with words. Sometimes not always the best way, <laughs> but <laughs> I've always had words to say to stuff. And I felt like when I write things out, then it also not only is good for me, but it might be good for somebody else. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people go through a lot of things like people don't always talk about mommy issues. They talk more about daddy issues. They don't always talk about mama issues. Right. Um, or don't talk about like infertility journeys. Like I had, I wrote about mine. Um, there's just, there's so many people that go through so many different things that I'm sure that they can find help in whatever it is that God's put on my heart to share. Yeah. And you know, he's, I've also learned what I'm going to share and what I'm not going to share. Um, but it's been, it's been a great journey and, um, I need to get, honestly, I'm going to get back into it a little more because with the whole podcasting, like for the last year plus, that's been a lot of my focus is the podcast. So I want to get back to writing and I've just started getting into speaking and I'm just excited to see where that continues to go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I find in my own life too, like anytime we're, we're vulnerable and we do, we open up and rather that's in like written content form or, or vocally like audio, Mm -hmm. like on a podcast. Um, I just, I know that God uses it and reaches the right people because I know when I first started my podcast, I was like, so concerned. I'm like, I don't even know if anybody's going to listen. And I remember I was talking to, to a spiritual mentor of mine And Mm -hmm. I just remember her telling me, like, at the end of the day, even if it's just one person and that was the person that was supposed to hear it, like, Mm -hmm. you've done what you were supposed to do. And I was like, oh, and I hold on to that every single time. And it's like, you know, and of course it does, obviously, it gets out to more than just one person. But in reality, like, that's all that matters. So if it just hits one person, like, it's done. Like, God's used it for its purpose. And you know, use us for our purpose. So I think that that's, that's wonderful. Um, in what ways have you seen, uh, God working through, through your writing? I know he's kind of opened up a couple different platforms for you there. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, what ways have you seen him working through that? He, um, he took it, like I said, I wrote every, pretty much almost every day for about a year, um, doing online devotions and stuff. Um, I, the only times I didn't do it is like when I was deathly ill, couldn't pick up anything. (laughs) So like if I was really sick, that was the only way I didn't do it. But, um, he opened up so many doors to me by community, just with the different communities that I've been involved with. Like I couldn't have imagined discovering the people that I found online and how amazing and talented they are and encouraging they are. And just being able to learn from them and, you know, have them give me advice. Like I've had a few people that have uh, given me advice throughout the years and have read my writings and given me, you know, advice about that as well. I, 
my when I started the podcast, it was initially for people in Ohio, like in my area of Ohio, because he's grown it. (laughs) Well, it grew pretty fast because I had I was like, okay, so I interviewed all my friends, which I love talking to my in real life friends because I found out so many amazing things about them. And then I was like, oh, let me all of a sudden people start reaching out to me from online. Like I would maybe reach out to one or two people. All of a sudden, like some of the other people in my circles are like, Hey, can we be on it? And and then it was like, I was concentrating so much on one thing. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I've done book blogging. I've done launch teams. I've done writings for years. Why don't I add this in, in some way, shape or form to the podcast. And when I do emails, which emails are fun. Um, I would put in there different books to look at for people based on whatever I wrote about. Yeah. And so I've just seen that grow. And I mean, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. The doors that open that you would never expect to open. Um, like I've, I've received requests to interview people and I'm just sitting there going, are you kidding? Really? Right. Are you serious? What? <laughs> and then I went to a podcast. Oh, I know. Well, I went to the podcast conference, the Spark NRB conference in March down in Nashville. And like I said, that was a whole nother community because I had people down there. I was started to kind of, I've been having a book on my heart for a while. And I was talking to a couple people from like the Christian Authors Network and a couple other places, a couple other publishing places. And they asked me if I was writing a book or if I've written a book. And I said, no, but I got one that's in my, that I'm thinking about. I said, but this person just did the same book. (laughs) And they're like, I pitched the idea and they're like, it doesn't matter because the story she had in her book are not going to be the same stories you have in yours and your book is going to reach people that hers hasn't so you need to write the story you need to write the book Mm. so it was just so encouraging to hear people say that kind of stuff because where else where else would you get that and who who would have known going through 100 days to brave would have led to me writing every day which would have led to me writing articles which would have led eventually to this ministry, to the podcast, and just now writing a book. I mean, you never know what's going to happen when you take your next step, when you take that first step, and then you just keep saying yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. And I love I love how God just takes things full circle. Like, mm-hmm. he really does. He doesn't leave, like, any wasted parts. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's times where it's like, God, I don't know why I'm going through this situation. And then we look back at it like 10 years from then. And it's like, wow, just to see Mm -hmm. the impact that your story has had on different people. It's, Mm -hmm. it's incredible. So yeah, no, and you, you should write. I look forward to that book when it comes, (laughs) Gina. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So I know you are passionate about helping others um, navigate pain from either past trauma or current Mm -hmm. trauma situations that they're dealing with. So what is something that God has revealed to you through your own healing process? That it's okay that it's okay to not always be okay. Um, That you don't need to put pressure on yourself to keep up a facade and a front that is totally unattainable. Like being real 
And being the person that you're made to be is key because there's nobody else like you. And there's somebody that's going to need something that you have through the experiences that you have. And I really wish when my mom was around that she would have had people and that I would have known about the different places and ways and, you know, different avenues that there were for her to obtain the healing that she needed from trauma, from other things, and that her bipolar could have been managed better. Um, Because being a nurse and all this stuff, and I am not anti-medication by any means. Like, you know, God created science. You need the medication. Let go, you know, take it as you need it. Like, you know, God, God provided medication. Yeah. So, and he also provided help. He provided it in the form of counseling, uh, different programs to walk through things. Um, because like I said, I wish my mom would have had that. And so knowing that has really helped me to refocus. And I did an entire month back in May of mental health awareness um, episodes of people who had either been on or are going through mental health issues, who are Christians, who are writers, who are speakers, who are doing all the things. And they're also being managed with some with medication, counseling, um, keeping the word in your mind and in your heart. It's like, don't, don't discount the things that God has given to you to help you to heal. Mm. I mean, I've heard it said like somebody sitting on the roof and like the floodwaters are coming up and they're about ready to die. And they're like, well, God, why didn't you send somebody? He's like, didn't you see the guy on the boat? Didn't you see this, this, I sent those people to you and you just said, God will help me. God will make a way. He's like, I did, but you just didn't take it. Yes. So, oh my gosh. I love that analogy. I've heard that <laughs> one. And I'm like, right. It's so common. <laughs> it is. And it's just, people want to look at the stigmas and people want to say, you know, no, I don't need counseling because I have God. Yes, you have God, but you know, and Jesus is known as the wonderful counselor, Yeah. but also there's times where you need somebody else. Like I'm going through counseling. There's no, there's no shame in going through counseling. Like I think, you know, this life is crazy. This world is nuts. So it's like, you know, we need help. We need somebody to talk us through, especially the last, what, two and a half years of what we've been through. Like we can Mm -hmm. all say we've been through trauma. Exactly. (laughs) This has been traumatic for everybody. There's not one person that this has been traumatic for. And also look at why, counseling is so hard to get into now and now why they have better help and they have so many other programs that are online um that you can do a teledoc now because people need it yeah no it's so true and you know i we weren't meant to walk this earth alone you know god leads us to to the right people at the right time i do believe in you know divine connection and divine friendship that's Mm -hmm. appointed to us right when we need it so um Wow. Just, 
What a wonderful word there, Gina. That is just incredible. You truly are a gift to others. And I hope you don't ever forget that. Your story is just very powerful. And I know um, God's going to continue to lead you in front of various women that, you know, you're just going to help along their, their healing process. So just thank you so much for just sharing. That is just thank you. (laughs) You're so welcome. And thank you so much for having me on friend and for inviting me to come into your space. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy you're here. Um, Can you let my listeners know where they can go to find and connect with you? Absolutely. My primary hangout spot is Instagram and it's anchored by the sword podcast. Um, I'm also on Facebook under Gina Fox um, also anchored by the sword Facebook page group group page. And also, uh, the website is www.anchoredbythesword.org. Um, there's also a link in there for the podcast, but you can listen to the podcast anywhere where you listen to podcasts. Um, yeah, tune in, come hang out. Let me know what you guys think. And I'd love to have you in the community. Yes, and I'll be sure to put all the links in today's um, show notes of the episode that you're listening to right now. You'll be able to click on the show notes and see all the links where you can connect with Gina. So one last question before I let you go, friend. I love to ask all my guests this question. It's just a fun off-the-cuff question. Okay. All right. So who is your favorite woman in scripture and why? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So... I actually, um, I have two. Okay. okay? Yes, absolutely. There's (laughs) (laughs) Well, the two that I really look to is number one, the Samaritan woman Mm. of John four, like this woman, she went to the well during the time when nobody else was there because she didn't want to be around anybody else. Little did she know she was about to encounter Jesus. And her life was dramatically changed when she did. She became the first missionary by running back to her town and being like, look at, come see the man who told me everything I'd ever done. Like come (laughs) see him. And like brought the whole community, the whole countryside out to him. So I really just, her story was always really good. Um, So I love her. I also love the woman who had the issue of blood because the faith that it took for her after she had already exhausted all other things, had no more money, just was just wanting to touch the hem of his robe and said, if I can just touch that, then I know I will be healed. And she touches it and she's healed. And Jesus is like, where did my power just go? Like who just touched me? (laughs) Right. So she was at her wits end, 12 years of stuff. And that's what she reached for was him. And I can relate to that in so many different ways that it's like when I, when I was at my lowest point, um, even as a Christian back in 2014, that was my, one of my lowest points. I was like, all I can, I don't have energy to do anything right now. Like, let me just come here. Like, help me because I don't have the energy to even get my face off this bed. (laughs) So it was just, you know, I just love the faith of those two women. 
Yeah. Even if they didn't know what they were about to encounter that day. And even in the, with the woman of blood, she knew what she, she had so much faith to just reach out and that's all she needed. And that's, yeah, I love those two. Yeah. And I think that's such a great reminder too, for those of us that, you know, um, that sometimes we, we just need to reach out. It's all we have to do. You Mm -hmm. know, we're on our own healing journey. And it's like, we just have to remember that we just need to reach out to our, our ultimate healer, you know, Mm -hmm. just reach out and and seek him. So, oh my gosh, so good. Those are both (laughs) great women to talk and share about. So thank you. And thank you so much for being here today. You truly are a gift. And I'm just honored that you were able to take some time to be here today. Well, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. Alrighty, friends. Well, it is about that time. So thank you so much for listening and tuning in today. We will be back next week. Same time, same place. Until then, be blessed. You've been listening to the Uniquely You podcast with me, Destiny Fickens. If today's episode has brought you encouragement, please consider subscribing and sharing this podcast with a friend. I'd also greatly appreciate you leaving a review for those who need a little bit more convincing to listen in. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so through Patreon, where you'll become a member and receive access to exclusive bonus episodes. You can find the link in show notes or simply go to patreon.com slash destiny pickens. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash destiny pickens. 